On the show, South Australia could be set for a footy bonanza with a bunch of home games on the horizon. It may be foggy this week, but will it be a sunny day for Sixers fans today? And two big brother housemates have waited to boot of the week and the semi-final has come down to the wire. That's all next on the Press Box. Oh, wow. It has been one hell of a week. I'll tell you, we're about to get stuck into some of the most juicy press box content we've had in quite some time. Sam Tuggle speaking. Hope you're having a great week. Jace Kemp is joining me from Channel 10, and as is the great man Dale Fletcher from The Advertiser. We're all on deck again this week. And, men, oh, my phone's blown up. I don't know about yours. Tell me about your week. Talk about a big week. It's been a big day. Jeez, there's left, right and centre for me notifications on Instagram, on Twitter. It's just all gone bananas today. It's gone absolutely mental and I can't wait to talk about Boot of the Week. Yeah, the the, the phone notifications uh, were a little bit a uh, little bit extreme today. I'm, <laughs> I, I don't really have too many uh, too many friends. Uh, my phone doesn't really beep that much, but today, geez, it, it sounded like I had uh, won free games on a poker machine. It was just going <laughs> off. It was uh, it, it was uh, sensational. Loved it. Loved it. Wow. Okay. Well, we're going to do something a bit different to start our show. Usually, we reserve this segment for a little bit later on in the day. But we're going to bring it right to the forefront because it has just gone absolutely uh, gangbusters in the last seven days. It is time. And, and Sam, yeah. Sam, it's probably it's probably in its rightful spot. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> okay. Oh, here all we right. go. All right. Well, with that said, here it's, we go. it's time for Boot of the Week. Jeez, and what a boot of the week. A semi-final between two powerhouse clubs, and we're talking about Port Nalunga Oval and, of course, Perda Ringer Oval, Teachery Gully, and, geez, it came down to the wire. We are getting updates. Sam, you were sending updates all weekend, and it was literally <laughs> 0.3 of a percent. Either way, it's at one point, and then it got out, blew out a little bit, and uh, Perda Ringer was in the lead at one stage, and then all of a sudden, a few people from Port Nalunga shared it around. I think it's over. It had over 400 shares on Facebook, and I think you've got the stats right there. Oh, I do. Let me read them out to you real quick. It's just remarkable. This one uh, poll that we did, the semi-final between Pertering and Port Nalunga, had 4,700 votes all in the one, uh, what, four or five days space. Uh, it got seen by about 40,000 people. Oh. Had about 88 comments. I don't know why. Uh, got shared, um, what was it, about? Uh, 300 times. It was just a stupid, stupid mm-hmm. amount of time. We had councils, we had MPs, council members, yes. um, the like, celebrities get on board. Oh, it, just ridiculous. Well, back up a little bit. I, I said last week that Perderenga, Teacher Gully, they had to get something big would have to happen for them to yes. get close. And I actually said that they would have to probably rename the Oval. Well, in actual <laughs> fact, they, 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 they didn't quite do that. But I tell you what, they've they've pulled out all the stops because they got Ray White on board, one of yeah. the uh, the local uh, uh, real estate agents over here. He was flogging it off on his page. They've got Rebel Sports on board to flog it off as well. So and then and then today, one of the blokes from Tea Tree Gully messaged me, and he had this and he had this message from one of the Big Brother housemates on the page. G'day guys, Daniel Gorange here. Now you're probably wondering what's this this bloody idiot doing here. Well, I'm here for a very important reason. I love the Teacher Gully Football Club with all my heart. I bleed red and black. I do, really. So there's a very important vote going on at the moment. I need your help to get the votes over the line between the Port Nolunga Oval and Perderinga Oval, of which is the better oval. Now, to me, it's easy. If I had to list my grounds in order, 
Pertaringa, MCG, Flemington Strait, and then the rest. So I need your help to vote. We need this, all right? I'll give you a few reasons why we're the better oval. Great frothies at the bar. Sausage sizzle's better. The oval's immaculate. Great banter there. Good ground to kick snags. Good ground to see snags be kicked. So get online right now. Do the right thing, vote. And let's bring this home, gullies. Oh. So straight out of Big Brother and straight onto the press box. How good is that? Daniel, Daniel Gorringe again. He's back. Now, he hasn't for- forgotten where he's come from, has he? No. He's come, <laughs> Not at come all. straight back. <laughs> Sensational. Three votes, D Gorringe. So I tell you what, it couldn't have got any better than that. And then we were sort of talking throughout the day saying, how, how much has this blown up? And we couldn't believe that the support that people had got behind it because we never expected this. When we first started this poll, when we first were looking for the best local oval in SA, we never expected the amount of attention it's drawn. So mm. just to have him, we we sort of thought that would cap it off. And I and I honestly thought that Tea Tree Gully, with his support behind him, you know, he's currently on national television in the Big Brother house, and I thought enough people would get behind Tea Tree Gully. But I tell you what, Port Nolunga, they didn't want to stop there. They didn't want to roll <laughs> over. They decided to wheel out the big guns. And finally, Fitzy decided to have his say. G'day guys, it's Fitzy here and it's time to vote again. We're into the semi-finals. Port Nalunga is your favourite oval in South Australia. We need to make it to the GF and we're up against the North. We're up against, is it Pertaringa? Yes, it is, dickhead. Yeah, okay, well you don't have to call me that. But yeah, we're up against Tea Tree Gully. And if you're part of the Southern Footy League, how good's Port Nalunga Oval? You may hate the cockle divers, I understand, but... If you've experienced the grand final at Port Nalunga Oval, honking your horn up on the hill. If you're in the under-17s, you can win and your old man can sneak you out the back and give you a butcher of West End. That's how good that place is. Places to hide. The grass smells magnificent when it's mowed. You need to vote. We've got to take this out. Go, you mighty mob. <laughs> yes. Well done. <laughs> this this modest little um, bracket that we just built in about half an hour in the middle of one show has just become yep. this juggernaut that's just reached all parts of the state and the country. Uh, and now we're into the grand final phase. And it's just out. And by the way, who won uh, that semi final? Well, it pains me to say, so I was about to say, it pains me to say, but Tea Tree Gully, unfortunately, the place where I grew up and played all my junior football yet, unfortunately, has got done 47% in oh. Port Nalunga. Port Nalunga Porties have won 53%. Wow. So they've just snuck home. Kitsy's got them home in the end. So congratulations to Porties. They move on to the grand final against Penny Shaw. And I tell you what, if we've had 5,000 votes for this semi final, I can only imagine <laughs> we're, we're probably going to double that, I reckon, for the, for the grand final. I never realised how big this was, was going to get. Like we've just, I mean, we thought it was awesome that someone decided to put our name on a scoreboard. Now we've got people yes. around, we've got people <laughs> sending in videos in support for, for each oval. It's, it's a community event now. This is fantastic. Sensational, really, and uh, well, bad luck, Jace. Your boys are out, uh, sucked in. Um, but uh, geez, uh, poor no longer they've gone free beer in the quarterfinals. Yes, they've revealed the trump card in the semis. Yeah, have they it's peaked right. too early? I think they might have. They might have peaked too early. They're, they're up against the whole island now. A whole island. I'll tell uh, you, Penishore have actually been sneaky because they haven't even got a Facebook page and to, to like to tag in and for them to share um, like wildfire like a lot of the other clubs have. So this will be very interesting how KI go about this and if they really do spread this far and wide because they have dominated just about every ground without even trying. It might be spread. Surely the local council gets behind it over there. Like we yeah. have seen, there's so many MPs 
P members that have got behind this throughout the uh, the stages, through you know, literally from the first stage right now through the semi final, you'd have to think that someone from KO, someone with a big name, was going to have to throw their weight behind this one. Well, here, here's the shout out right now. It's uh, it's Michael Pengilly. He's the mayor of Kangaroo Island. Oh, so the, the, right. The, there, there's the gauntlet thrown. Right. Nice. Straight off the top. So, uh, so, so if. So you expect to share from that page uh, v- very quickly after the, <laughs> after the poll get gets up, I reckon, because Port no longer against an island. I can't wait. Wow. Well, it's just about the well, entire southern suburbs too for Port no longer. And I tell you what, I reckon we should do our best to get Fitzy on. I reckon he would love to promote mm. this. They're in the grand final now. He's been talking them up. Now from the semi-final, when he's been getting behind him uh, in earlier stages and that, so let's get him on the show and let's uh, yep. really show his true colours for for Port Nolunga. Fantastic! I'd love to see that. If we've had a week as big as that just for a semi-final, uh, the the grand final, this is the creme de la creme. We've got the absolute best. Uh, this is going to go far and wide, and like you said, an island against the pretty much the entire southern suburbs for mine. It, this is next level social mediaing. And I'll tell you what, it should be its rightful home at the start of our show as well. This is where it belongs. <laughs> Boot of the week at the top of the show. This is uh, this is the lead every week from now or at least the next week for the grand final. Oh, yeah, I think I think you've probably got one week left, Jace. Just <laughs> one week, and uh, and uh, people, the the naysayers out there will probably go, "Oh, we we uh, um, constructed this Port Nolunga v Perderinga thing." No, no way in the world. This was just what sixteen grounds just mm-hmm. thrown together, and yep. it's become this massive juggernaut. Now, uh, in past episodes, I've had uh, a lot of ideas that have been stolen, but uh, yes, I'm going to say another. Uh, I'm going to come up with another idea. I reckon there should be premiership T-shirts for whoever wins. Oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> who's making them? Best local oval. Yeah. Well, the clubs clearly. The, 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 this is this is the big dance right now. Yeah. The Premiership T-shirts with the well, press box. Our oval's the best in SA. Heaps good, whatever. Heaps good. Two thousand and twenty. Well, in saying that, though, we did throw this together literally during an episode, like a half hour we threw yep. this together, and we never thought about what the prize should be if someone won. <laughs> so so we, need to kind of, we need to kind of figure this out in a week because it's going to be a winner, and we need to, we need to know what they're going to get, and they're going to go, what do we get? I love how this has been running for at least a month, and we haven't thought about that once. <laughs> so let's have, we'll have to put our brains together. Maybe someone out there on Twitter – or mm. some that listens to the the podcast can give us an idea. What should the winner get once they win this poll? And I tell you what, they've had that many thousands of votes cast for them to win this position. It surely has to be something half decent. Yeah, come on, what do we got? Surely we got something in the kitty. Do we have any money Premiership in the kitty? Flag? Premiership flag. Oh, I'll get a flag. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we'll decide that over the coming days. We'll have to do something. Um, let's get stuck into the sporting content that we all know and love. And we're going to get started with a, a story which is probably going to warm the hearts of every footy fan in SA. Travis Old was on radio on Tuesday morning on SEN. And it sounds like uh, there's some good news on the way, Jace. Well, some very good news. We've seen the Adelaide Crows. They're going to play next Monday. And then, obviously, round the eight, round eight fixtures just been released with two home games here with Port Adelaide and the Crows playing both in Adelaide. It looks like the news is going to get even better because, at the moment, the AFL is bargaining with Port Adelaide and the Crows to try and work out how many home games, how many more home games are left this season. Now, we're hearing, and from what Travis Old has spoken about this morning, is that 
they're probably going to get seven home games each. And that's what they're sort of bargaining for. So with all the crowds, with everything that ha- is happening with coronavirus in Victoria, and obviously now with New South Wales at Spike, it looks like we're going to be beneficiaries of that because they want to throw more home games in a state that's safe, that can have crowds, and that's really going to pay off for both Port Adelaide and the Crows. Well, let's have a listen to what Travis Saul did say. Initially, we set out to try and get uh, those clubs that have been in Queensland maybe six or seven home games, but I'm reticent to, to lock in any numbers at the moment because as we're learning pretty quickly, things are changing, not just not just sort of every every week, but every day. So it sounds like it could be coming on the way. Dale, is this going to be great news for South Australia, or especially with the fact we've got crowds? Yeah, big news for, for SA uh, footy fans, and uh, there'll probably be uh, uh, well, double-headers, you'd think, uh, nearly uh, every week or at least uh, for the next month or two. So um, it's a it's a great opportunity for uh, fans to get get back out to the game uh, and and re- really reward those, uh, those members that have... Uh, um, stuck through uh, thick and thin and have uh, given the clubs uh, their, their hard-earned uh, this year. So they're, they're the ones that uh, really deserve to go and watch their watch their team play. And it's a just, just reward, uh, really, I think. And uh, if I put my Port Adelaide hat on, uh, you know, five and one with staring uh, seven home games out of the last ten uh, in the mm. face, uh, pretty good position to be in, I would have thought. You know, it's an amazing position, really, because, like you said, we've we have we're almost halfway through the season. So to have a run of home games with Port Adelaide sitting on top of the ladder, like they are, they're really going to be a hard side to beat, especially on their home deck. And and then the Crows, they're going to have a, a nice bonus. I know the fans have been hanging out, even though they've been suffering. They've been suffering at the moment because their performances have been woeful. But they're really going to get a, a payoff with the Crows playing a lot of home games. So, and it's great news for the clubs and their fans because they're finally able to reward the members that have paid all their membership for the season that were able to, you know, really stick by their clubs. So it's it's good news all round for this state. Absolutely, and and like you said, and, and you were at the presser earlier on Tuesday with Doc Clark. He said, you know, that the team and the club are just so ready to get back in front of their home crowd because people want to be out of well, the players want to be able to play in front of you know their fans, the people that are going to be able to get them across the line if they are down, and you know that 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 really would be missed for a team who zero and six and really need that sort of pump up. And meanwhile, likewise for Port Adelaide, they're flying and. Any opportunity to get in front of you know the home crowd and, and really lift them in t- challenging times against good teams, which are going to come up against a few Victorian teams soon, which will you know make them work a bit harder. Then absolutely, they're certainly going to want to have that crowd there. So there's amazing advantages from here, like the WA teams too. They're going to have a great advantage now, even though they're both not going too well, to have a good month or two in in WA playing against interstate teams all the time. Having a home ground advantage is massive. The crowd is huge as well, and so. As you said as well, uh, massive advantages uh, financially too for, for South Australia. It's also a big advantage where, with the teams probably uh, flying in on game day uh, to uh, to Adelaide and 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 flying back out. Uh, you'd think you you'll see that happening rather than than teams having to stay overnight. So you'd think it'd be uh, from the hub flying to Adelaide, play and then uh, fly back to or wherever that team is hubbing because I uh, don't think there'll be uh, any hubs in South Australia either. Now, the follow-on effect of all of this is that there was uh, the grand final was tipped now to be played in New South Wales. This recent spike has uh, really put uh, a, a handbrake on that because the AFL doesn't want uh, their, their showpiece played anywhere near where there possibly could be a coronavirus case. So now there's real talk of 
potentially the AFL grand final, either being host in SA or in WA. Now, it's going to come down probably to money in the end to see which state's going to hold it. And I'm not sure, Sam, if, if SA can afford it or if they can get it across the line. Well, this is the, the the situation they're faced with the South Australian government in particular is they are, and they've been saying for the last year or so, they want the state of origin here. And so they've forked out a fair bit of money to try and get it here uh, to start with, it then got cancelled. So they had a second opportunity in November now to look at trying to get the November game one here in Adelaide in state of origin. So that's the only conflict because the state government have said in the, I think a month or two ago, that they're going to pledge $6 million to try and get game one here. Now, of course, if the NRL uh, see different offers go different ways or the government pull out or something, State of Origin might end up in New Zealand for all we know for, for game one, which would be interesting. But for at the moment, assuming South Australia still want Origin here at the Adelaide Oval for game one and they can get a full house... I think that completely cancels out any bid for the AFL Grand Final because why would why would the government, who are already strapped for cash trying to provide for a lot of COVID um, uh, uh, securities and bits and pieces around the state uh, to keep us healthy and well uh, in such a crazy time, on, an, on a second, why would they spend their money on a second uh, major sporting event just, when, just for the sake of hosting it and, and for some extra tourism? I think... From the get-go, Perth are in the hop in the box seat. They've got the most seats in a stadium, um, as a, a, a compared to any other stadium in the country. And I, th- I honestly think they're going to get it regardless. Is there is there a way to backtrack out of this origin deal? Is, is there? Is, we certainly is there don't a, have to do we, it. Well, stuff the origin, <laughs> stuff it. Just put, put all put put the, every little cent of glove box into the AFL Grand Final. Hundred percent. I'm with you, Dale. Stuff the origin, like the, the tourism dollars. Who cares? And no one from Melbourne or Sydney can come here anyway to watch it. So don't worry about it. This, Grand Final. Yeah. It's this is a this is an AFL state. You know, the, stuff the origin. This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, a once-in-a-lifetime, a a a once-in-a-generational opportunity that we could potentially host an AFL grand final in SA because after coronavirus ends and after we go back to normal lives, there's no way that 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 game is leaving Victoria ever again. So this is it. This could be our chance in SA to host an AFL grand final, not only host it, but have it as a full spectacle with, you know, 60,000 or close to 60,000 fans in attendance, hopefully with one of our teams playing in it as well, which would be amazing. Um, You know, like this is, this is it. We have to do everything we possibly can to try and get the AFL grand final in this state. I know that Perth have just built this uh, amazing new stadium, but Gee whiz, I think Adelaide Oval stacks up to Perth Stadium uh, uh, 10 times over. Yeah, and, that, and, that, and I like where you're going with it because at the end of the day, we want to be able to make the most money out of this too and because it's about tourism attraction. And so what they were saying is they'll make $18 million out of paying $6 million for the NRL. So if they went for the rugby, they're looking at potentially $18 mil. If you get the AFL grand final... I think there's so much more to that. There, there would be, I mean, the cost would be more, but what you get back would be even larger in in what I would have thought. Just a just as a general punter, looking at the numbers that the AFL Grand Final brings as opposed to Origin. I know they're both massive events, but the AFL Grand Final is far and away Australia's biggest sporting event for the year, bar maybe the Melbourne Cup. It's just such a huge event, and corporate dollars are everything. What what will disappoint me though? And, and, and this is probably how it's going to play out, and that's why I'm kind of guessing Perth will get it, is the corporate side of it is is such a large component of the grand final 
the, the Adelaide Oval's got 50,000 seats. I mean, it's half of the MCG. You only get 30,000 seats in a 100,000-seat stadium at the MCG for fans as it is. So if there's 70,000 um, MCC slash corporates that are generally in for the GF at the G, mm-hmm. getting them here to the Adelaide Oval, I reckon there'd be just as many uh, cut the MCCs out. There's probably at least 40,000 corporates that need to go, which is going to be not good for the fan. Oh, no, that, that's easy. Keep the border shut. <laughs> Simple. They're not just Victorian uh, corporations. Come on, come on, come on Mr. Marshall. Just keep the border shut. Bid for the grand final. Let all the well, fans in. Happy days. Can, can I, well, I'll ask you boys this. What did Adelaide Oval used to do before the current Adelaide Oval? What did they used to do when there was big events there? They used to build seats. They used to build grandstands in the Oval. They built – I don't know if you remember, but they used to build grandstands, portable grandstands within the Oval when they'd have a big event. So here's what you do. There's a whole hill there that there could be no. a grandstand you could build on the hill, 100%. No. If you want to pack it in, if you want the AFL Grand Final here, you've got to do everything. Yeah, you can't maybe. just be willy-nilly. Maybe you go about and you can fit an extra 10,000 people in in a, in, a, in a grandstand. Unfortunately, you might lose the hill, but we get an AFL Grand Final. I think that's a, a great payoff. Jeez. Yeah, no, hundred percent agree. You go from the scoreboard all the way around to the to the um, the grandstand now. Yeah, uh, you, you 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 nearly get close to twenty thousand seats, I reckon, if you if you build a proper one, and you got plenty of time to build it because I uh, don't think the grand final the grand the grand final will be closer to Christmas than what you think. No, yes, that's that's going to be. I mean, I, I can't imagine we'd be doing. Um, Building on the hill. I mean, that's that's heritage listed space. There's no chance we'll be building on it. Jeez, it's man, grass, come mate. On. It's just grass. Yeah, that's what you think. I can imagine there'd be thousands of people in South Australia saying you can't build on the hill. No, they build they build stages there for concerts on the well, hill. Exactly. Not on the hill. Yes, they have. Yeah, temporary little marquees. That's not a giant grandstand for fifteen. This is what we people. have to do, Sam. If we oh, want I know. the AFL grand, if you want to go to the AFL grand final here in SA, I know. you've got to make a little sacrifice. I know. That, if that means fitting in an extra fifteen thousand people, then let's do it. Like, why they, would we not do it? But would they do it? I can't imagine we would. And and mm. that and that's even more spend. And that's what we don't have the money for. We don't have a purse right now. It's one or the other. It's NRL or AFL. And if we go to the AFL, we've got to spend on just getting it, let alone we can't build. There's no way we can afford that. But I'd love to, I'd love it, to think where, we could. Where's all the footy park seats gone? Just bring them back. <laughs> just wheel them back in. I tell you what as well, if we are going to have a grand final in SA, if potentially it happens, it has to be a night grand final. Has mm. to be the spectacle of a night grand final. That'll be amazing because we know how good Adelaide Oval looks when it's lit up at night. I think that's the only way you can do it. And then you can have the bridge lit up and people walking across the bridge. Oh. Um, you know, it'd be fantastic. It'll be a, a, a great. You know, it'd be. A, I've been to an AFL grand final in Melbourne. It'd be just um, amazing to bring it to Adelaide. And Kylie Minogue is the concert afterwards. Bang. <laughs> Gadinsky, Australian of the Year. Tick, tick. They're a massive pass. I remember that a few months back. We certainly have to reel out those names again. Oh, boy. Um, well, let's talk about our local teams while we've got a, while we've got a minute. Um, obviously, Rory Sloan and Tex Walker have uh, injured themselves and probably won't be around for a little while. That's uh, not good news for Adelaide, even though they're you know, already in the dumps. Yeah, the, the the big question out of uh, uh, Roy Sloan's uh, injury and and Texas uh, uh, injury worries is uh, who who's going to captain the Crows? Like uh, Crows haven't had too many uh, captains in their in their twenty nine year history. Who who's who's the the next captain of the Crows? Well, it'll be 
Brody Smith, I think, will captain this weekend. But I think Tom Duda is the one that they want to try and fast track as as a leader. They obviously put him in that leadership group for a reason. But I, I think Brody Smith he probably won't be Matt Crouch. He was dropped only a couple of weeks ago, so I don't think it'll be him uh, who's going to lead the charge. And the other one in in that group is uh, Tom Lynch, and he's probably a viable fit as well. So I just think that um, Brody's probably done enough to to pip their other ones, but I could be wrong in that sense. I would like to think that Tom Dode is probably the the next in line in terms of who would maybe take the captaincy in the future. I mean, it's probably years away, but I'd love to think he's the next guy. He looks so um, so good with the younger ones. Um, and we saw that in the seconds a few years ago when he was injured and came back. Um, Matt Crouch or Tom Lynch probably seem like the fitting couple at the moment with Lynchy being a little bit more stable in the team at the moment rather than Matt. It's probably going to be Tommy um, at, at, a, at a guess. But I would like to think that Tom Dude could be the future of the football club. However, having said that again, I wouldn't want the Crows to do what they did with Port Adelaide. Uh, and they sort of built up Ollie Wines for a couple of years to be the future of the Port Adelaide footy club, be the next captain who's going to take them on. Mm. And once they give him the captaincy, it sort of flopped and they had to backtrack and go to someone else. So I'd, I'd like to think we could... Maybe build on Tommy, but at the end of the day, I think Lynchy will probably get it this weekend. I, I like the the Tom Dode uh, thoughts about uh, giving him the captaincy and, and letting letting him uh, run with it, uh, being the next next generation. But uh, you boys have mentioned all these crows names. The the perfect captain, no one's mentioned. It's Talia. Surely it's Talia. He's, he's the got general captain. Back there. He's got captain written all over him. No, but well, he stepped down from the leadership group, so it won't be him. Doesn't matter. He's still he's still the <laughs> he's still the leader on the field. <laughs> yeah, he's probably Daniel been, Talia didn't play this year. Jeez, he's probably been their best player by a mile. He yeah. he's the he's the captain in my eyes. It's a good call, but like you said, not in the leadership group, and unfortunately, that disqualifies you. But I'd love to think that. He's he's still got such great leadership qualities as the general and the back, at full back, so he he's still leading anyway. Um, it's it's just someone who's going to toss the coin and who's going to be a bit more of a, a general across the ground at, at other stages of the game. And I th- it might even I don't know how many full backs have been captained in the past. I could be quite uh, quite proven wrong here, but I mean a lot of them generally are think, midfielders and and players who can spread I across think the Spud ground. Frawley, Spud Frawley for St Kilda is a full back who's yes, captain. That's a good call. Yeah. Nick Nick Maxwell's a premiership captain. Yeah, Nick Maxwell. Oh, yes, yeah. there you go. See, I thought I'd get smashed here, but that see, uh, <laughs> but a lot of them, majority, majority, are generally around the midfield and can can get around to most players at most times. Oh, of Phil, the game. Phil Davis, Phil oh, Davis, yes. the GWS, Phyllis Phil. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Then maybe he should be the Crows captain. Maybe he should never have left. Oh, don't, <laughs> yes, don't remind be. me. <laughs> I think I heard um, something today about how Eddie Betts is the leading uh, goal kicker out of all current and ex-Crows players in the competition right now. That's uh, that's just so sad. Well, no, he's he's the leading goal kicker for the Crows because he's still on the Crows' books, isn't he? He's, oh, well, he's, still, <laughs> he's still on the payroll. Paying him to kick goals and it's not for us. <laughs> um, well, how about Brad Ebert, just quickly, on your guys? Uh, got done for one match and a pretty high hit on one of the um, uh, GWS players on the weekend. Yeah, he's extremely lucky, Brad Ebert. Once, uh, once the the one match uh, sanction come out, I, I would if I was Brad Ebert, I would have taken that one week and and ran straight straight away. Well, <laughs> did you have a week off? Geez, that that looked like two, maybe three weeks uh, when I saw it live. But it, Harry Perryman, gee whiz, he got absolutely belted, and uh, <laughs> it was probably lucky that uh, um, that. Uh, he 
got up and played out the game because uh, it, it all goes by um, the the injury and and what happens, which uh, which I may touch on a little bit later. So I'll I'll, I'll keep my powder dry to uh, maybe pass off us. That is good. Yeah, I think Port Adelaide were pretty quick to accept it. Yeah, we'll accept this one. Yeah, move on. <laughs> really quick to you, just yeah, yeah, no worries. One week, yeah, that sounds good. Let's go, let's move on next week. So yeah, no, it was a, it was pretty lucky in the end, I think, Brad Ebert, with that one. Before we go on to uh, other topics, in terms of the uh, the passes for next Monday night, I know the media. There's been a bit of a crackdown on media, and and fairly so, because they only want people that they know are reporting on the actual game itself to be in there, which pretty much excludes me from going. <laughs> but I hear I hear that you guys might be lucky enough to get a couple of passes. And I was actually wondering, Sam, how um how the AFL is going about giving uh, media passes out now in such weird times. Yeah, well, usually you know you you apply at the start of year just so people know because they're probably not familiar. Is at the very start of every season, um, your workplace if you're involved with the AFL or, or reporting on it, you apply for accreditation, uh, and pretty much just anyone who is applied and and we know will be involved in reporting during the year will get themselves a pass, a lanyard, whatever, and you can walk into just about any game uh, that it, you're applied for. So South Australia for most of us CSA guys will get into to any Adelaide Oval game um, mm-hmm. to work and we can get access to the media centre. Now, for since COVID, they've basically put a massive restriction on it and they've said uh, only people who are going to be working there um, are allowed in. So it's as skeleton as it can possibly be. So um, for broadcast teams, it's it's there's no uh, extras for any reason. Like It is your call team, it is your tech, it is your boundary rider, and that is it. So we've got our three-man call team um, and we'll have our boundary rider and that'll be it. Um, and our tech can get in as well, and that and that and that's all we can have. We can't have, uh, you know, guests or, or people that work with us wander up there, just say hello, bumble around the media center, wander out. There's no need for that, um, and that's really restricting um, for a lot of people. I know Dale, you guys at the the Tizer, you've got multiple reporters you want to bring down, but you might be restricted too. Yeah, so uh, with with the accredit- accreditation thing, like you had to be accredited uh, for for the season, and then pretty much you have to um, apply again for uh, game by game. I think it is yeah. now. So um, uh, we have to uh, um, at the ties we have to send through to the AFL who who we want to uh, send uh, to the game and what they're doing and um, photographers and um, how many of them we want and uh, yada 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 and pretty much explain our game plan uh, uh, to, to the AFL. So, um, and uh, that was even, um, that even started all the way back uh, during the uh, AFLW season. I remember um, hastily having to email the AFL um, to, to get our uh, reporter and photographer in, in into a game at Richmond Oval, I think it was. So, um <laughs> Yeah, so uh, yeah, it's uh, I can it's totally understandable, um, but mm. uh, be inter- interesting, uh, interesting to to see uh, now that um, the games are back with with fans and with with a lot mm. of fans, like you know twenty thousand fans. Um, whether that uh, that accreditation uh, process gets a little bit more lenient. And and I'll paint the picture a bit further for you too. Round uh, two, what was it? Um, when we first had footy back, and we had the showdown here at the Adelaide Oval. 
our call team had to split between two commentary boxes. So usually we've got our one radio booth. I don't know if I told this story to you guys on the show, but um, we actually had to have two commentators in one booth, two commentators in the booth next to us, and our tech in in the same booth as one of them. And because there was only a um, a three-person limit, I think, in per box or something, and we had a three-man call team plus a tech, so we had to spread them all out with uh, Treaders and Bix, our special comments in the booth next door to our main callers, Rowie and Wields, in the other one. So it was a bizarre situation. We couldn't have a boundary rider on the boundary because limited crowd numbers outside. So it was just, it was a really weird, strict time. But now we're back to a bit more normality. We can have more people in each box and et cetera, which is great. Well, the breaking news that I've heard, and this has just uh, come through this week, and actual fact is is from a really good source, is that the AFL has has decided to scrap the pies and pasties during the game. Oh, no. (laughs) Not for the media. No no media pies and pasties anymore. Oh, no. it's oh, not COVID safe. No. You can't have people double dipping in sauce. No. <laughs> They're gone. See you later. Oh, it's my favourite just, part. Just, just ban the sauce. Oh, oh, maybe that's half yeah, time. Maybe they should. It is finger no food. No finger food. No. Oh, no. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of stress journals, I think. They're going to be a lot of... Uh, a lot of hungry journeys, that's there's, for sure. There's nothing worse than being in the rain for two quarters of footy, running upstairs to half time, and not seeing any food left after all the media have been in their warm, cosy boxes, come out and steal it all for the break. And now the fact there's none at all, oh, it better not rain. I'll be angry. <laughs> Surely bottled water, Jess. Bottled water? That's okay. Oh, Some cokes. Bottled water might be all right, but geez, the, I wanted something nice and warm to heat me up like Sam's saying. It's freezing. <laughs> you, need, you, need a, you need a 4 and in 20 into <laughs> Uh Let's move away from footy. Let's get stuck into basketball. Free agency. It's Wednesday, the 15th of July. The day has finally arrived and uh, NBL players can uh, go back and forth from new different teams. Uh, Dale, you are our basketball expert. Tell us uh, how it's going to look for the uh, 36ers on first day of free agency. Yes, uh, day one free agency, and now by the time uh, you're listening to this or just a little bit soon after, uh, my uh, sources or I've heard on the grapevine that uh, uh, day one of free agency, the Adelaide 36s are going to sign Sunday Deck. So uh, Sunday Deck from the the Illawarra Hawks, or the Hawks now as they're they're called. So... um, uh, it was a highly touted uh, free agent. Uh, Sydney Kings are after him. Uh, Melbourne United are after him. Um, pretty much anyone uh, anyone who had a, a guard spot open were, were after him. So um, uh, if if this is true and the 36ers have landed uh, Sunday deck, it's uh, it, it's a bit of a coup. Um, and because uh, Sunday deck uh, will probably come in. Uh, it, He'll start. He'll start. That's probably why he's uh, signed with the Sixers, if he has signed with them. Um, he's probably been guaranteed a, a starting spot. So um, you, right. you'll think with with, with that signing, uh, Josh Giddy will probably come off the bench. He'll probably go important Sunday deck in the backcourt with Josh Giddy as their backup. Um, and then you have uh, Jack McVeigh will probably start in the in, at small forward with uh, Daniel Johnson and uh, Isaac Humphreys, who, who should uh, – be officially a 36er uh, as of today or pretty close soon. So, uh, yeah, Sunday deck to uh, to, the, to the 36ers uh, apparently uh, wow. today. 
That's fantastic news. I mean, he's he was in the 2018 uh, NBA draft, didn't get drafted, but he's played in two NBL championships. A fantastic get if, if that's the case for the Sixers. So sunny days ahead for them. Yeah, well, with a name like Sunday Deck, surely, surely he's got a few good nicknames. I was just trying to think of a few just then. We could have called him Sprinkles or uh, Caramel. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Is, I, I, you know, I'm just oh. off the top of my head. Oh, boy, that's, that's some shockers right there. <laughs> So you actually think he could uh, generate some sponsorship from McDonald's? Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> Potentially. <laughs> or Hungry Jacks. There's Hungry Jacks NBL. Hungry Jacks have Sundays. So. Exactly. They hungry. Yeah. So at, there we go. The- There's another idea. It's going to get stolen. <laughs> uh, when he's at the free throw line, you get free uh, Sundays instead of burgers. Oh goodness me! It is but, summer. But the big, the big thing for Sixers fans is uh, all of last year Sunday deck. Uh, lived in Lamelo Ball's back pocket, so he, he trained with him. Trained with Jermaine Jackson. Um, pretty much did a whole NBA draft pre-workout for the whole entire season, uh, and his his star uh, is rising. And uh, great get for the Sixers if uh, if it happens. Before we move on as well, Chris Golding is uh, basically the biggest name on the table for free agency today and moving on over the next little period. Uh, where do you think your man from Melbourne United will end up, Dale? Uh, yeah, it's an interesting one because uh, with the with the Hobart team coming in uh, next season, uh, it's uh, well, it's the it's the world's uh, mm. or the NBL's uh, worst kept secret that uh, Chris <laughs> Golding is going to be the marquee player for. <laughs> The uh, Tasmanian uh, franchise. So uh, wh- whoever uh, wants him uh, will probably only get uh, Chris Golding for one one season. So uh, um, he's kept open uh, his U- European options, which uh, w- which he should do because uh, you know Nick Kay's gone to Real Betis in, in mm. Spain. So if Nick Kay can get a, a deal in Europe, I'm pretty sure uh, Chris Golding can as well. So. I don't think uh, you'll see Chris Golding sign uh, anywhere uh, anytime soon. Uh, I think he will explore his European options, but uh, geez, you'd like to think he'd uh, stick it out at Melbourne United at least for another year. But uh, uh, yeah, the highest bidder will win. Yep, it'll be fun to see and watch a lot of moves happen over free agency. That's when it all starts to get interesting. It certainly did last year. It certainly will again this year. Now, before we get on to pass or fast. I, I might have let you guys know earlier this afternoon that I found some information that I wanted to share with you, and I didn't oh, let you know about anything. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Now, I know you're probably trembling in your boots, and, and rightfully so. No, I'm not. Oh, no. I've, I've been called a lot worse in, in my time. <laughs> well, well, you can be safe, Dale, because Jace. Oh, no. I, 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 I knew it was going to be me. I knew 103% it wasn't about me. Because <laughs> yeah, I, I, am, about I me. am crystal clear. It's I am always a, something to do I'm with a me. model citizen. I have, not had, I have not said a word and you're all complaining. The information I've been fed, today. Very, very interesting, (laughs) this one. And you're going to love this, and I think all our listeners will. What were you doing on Saturday night, Jase? What was I doing on Saturday night? Um, Oh, it was nothing. I wasn't doing anything. You didn't do anything. Oh, no, I know what this is. I've been stitched. I know what you're talking It wasn't on Saturday night. Oh, this, wasn't this, was, this was the week before. Oh, well, it was when... Uh, <laughs> I've been stitched. Up. When, I know you did this too. When when, uh, when you're wandering down a main street named Hindley Street and 
and you're keen to get into a venue because the parties parties are back on, the DJs are out, and everyone wants to party again. Oh, no. And the doors are open, but there's big, long lines to get in because it's really <laughs> tight restrictions. Jace, our very own Jace Kemp, Oh, has no. decided to line up and he's texted someone who's inside one of the uh, one of the um, uh, nightclubs and he's texted him saying, hey, mate, any chance I can get to the front of the line, you can get me in. And so he's texted back. He said, look, uh, okay, no worries. I'll, I'll come get, come out the front and I'll let you in. He comes out the front. There's Jace all keen and, and, and ready to party and get on the piss. <laughs> He want, he wanders inside and he goes now, mate. Just before we, you know, just before we go, you know, is it okay, you know, that I'm, I'm able to come in here? Is it, do I have to put my hoodie on so I'm not seen by anyone? Uh, and are there any cameras around? I don't want to be seen. And then the next day, once he's had a good night, he's texts back the same person. Hey, mate, thanks oh. for letting me in. Thanks for letting me in. By the way. Any chance you can delete any photos were taken because I don't want to be seen because I'm a media identity in no, South Australia. That didn't happen. <laughs> I'm a media personality. Oh, I am known around theory. these parts. <laughs> it wasn't like I don't want like... people seeing me out on the piss. James Kemp, you've got a bit to answer for. The, there's a simple, simple solution to your problem, Jace. Stay home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, look, I was out. I was out having dinner with a few friends, and you know how things uh, quickly escalate when you have a couple of beers after dinner. And we thought, you know, why not go and uh, treat ourselves to a, a bit of a uh, well. We couldn't really dance because of the COVID nineteen restrictions mm. are sort of in. So it was more of just going and have a few drinks. So decided to go for a bit of a wander down the the middle of uh, the middle of the city and um oh, and I just yeah. so happened that I know a couple of people that work in a couple of the venues oh. so I thought I'd flick my text and as you know a couple of weeks ago it was the first time that anyone could really go out and and have a drink out That's it's the great. first time that there the, 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 there was no restrictions so I thought, why not make the most of it? And then, uh, yeah, the, and the lineups to every joint would have been fifty deep. It was it would have been an hour to get in just to any location. So. You know, I got on their buzzer pretty quickly and um, I said, I'm making a help a couple of boys out. <laughs> but, can you, can you help, but, help us out? But it's, so, that's, so, that's okay. So, so hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. So you've pulled the card. <gasps> Do you know who I am? No, not that no, one. Not that one. <laughs> it was a friend of mine and he's clearly stitched me up right now. <laughs> it's, it's, it is okay. It is okay to ask friends to do favours and let you into places. I've done that many a time, not because I know them because I'm a big shot. No, no way. It's just because I know them. They're friends like you. But when you say, hey, any chance you can delete photos because I don't want people seeing no, that I was, was out and about. No, on. it wasn't like that. It was just uh, It was just like, oh, you know when you uh, had a few to drink, you're not sure if you've taken it a, a you know, we're not sure what the photo's going to look like. You might just, it doesn't need to be on social media. That's all I was saying. Oh, dearie me. That is seriously. Oh, 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 I've got a headache thinking of just going out now. Well, that, that, that's it. I'm so, I need some Panadol. I must say, though, speaking of uh, photos being taken out at nightclubs, Jay shared one with us on his Twitter account during the week. Him and uh, Nathan Lyon. No worries. <laughs> it was after uh, December. Uh, when was it? They went after he, they beat India, and he took Fifa. Mm. And um, I just happened to be at, a, at another venue, and um, all of a sudden, Nathan Lyon, the whole team rolls into the venue that I was at. <laughs> and Nathan Lyon might have been best on ground during that Test match, but I tell you what, he wasn't best on ground that night. There was a few other players <laughs> that were <laughs> that were really up and about. I won't I won't give out any names. Oh. One, one, had, one had a bucket on his head at one stage. Oh, so. <laughs> But Nathan was uh, a good bloke, and he and I asked for a photo, and he said, "Yeah, no worries." So he was uh, 
fantastic. And and it was and he was literally he, he didn't have to buy a drink that night. Literally every person in the venue that I was at come up to him and said, "Hey, mate, Nath, whenever you want a drink, mate, it's it's on me. It's on yeah. me. The, you know, he just got Australia home. He didn't he didn't have to uh, buy one drink that night. So good on him. Oh, so I? so clearly that night uh, you were not a media identity. <laughs> I'm going to speak to this person who's <laughs> recording this because I didn't say anything oh. about being media identity or anything like that. Oh. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, it's time for Parcel Fast. Can we get an ironing board out there on the sideline? Absolutely farcical. Get... Farcical. 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 We're playing out of farce. It's a farce. It ends farcically. The rook rules are a farce. What a farce. Farcical goal. That sounds farcical. 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 It's a bit of a farce. It's a disgrace. So many new additions this week, Dale Fletcher. <laughs> Jeez. Dimmer Hardwick. Dimmer Hardwick. My, Dimmer Ma- Hardwick, I was going to say, Dimmer, Dimmer said it, he said it twice. Malcolm Blight, he's in there. Some American on the Bill Simmons podcast, so I'm going to play the full thing here. Uh, listen to this, this is some guy called Jacko. He, he had a, a full-blown uh, farcical uh, mashup. I, re- I agree it's a farce. The 60 games is a, is a farce. You know, the, the setup is a farce with no fans for now. You know, it's like a roller coaster of emotions because I think it's a farce, but I'll look forward to watching baseball and having something, you know, having baseball in my life. Dropped four farces in about 20 seconds. <laughs> Sensational. He's my new hero, Jacko. <laughs> Jacko for president, I reckon. He should be a late, late, late runner for the oh, presidency. I'll, I'll vote for Jacko. Vote fast for Jacko. That's sensational. Wow. So we've reached the Bill Simmons podcast fast. Yep. See? <laughs> <laughs> moving places, moving, moving, moving places. Shout out right. to Paul Bonza for that one. Yes, yes, uh, Bonds. Thank you very much. But uh, the first one this week, we we, we can't uh, we can't go past uh, Riley O'Brien uh, tweeting Nick Nat ah. Nick Nat notes on Twitter. Fast or fast? Oh boy! Uh, no, I loved this. I thought it was a, I thought it was quite funny. It was handled really well. Um, I mean, I don't know how much of the story I believe about his phone carking it and then just accidentally tweeting one of his notes of all things. But uh, oh, I'm sure he was trying to pass it around to someone, some of his notes, and then all of a sudden accidentally went to Twitter instead of a, a message of some sort. But uh, nonetheless, good old Rob, um, he, he handled it pretty well. I liked his apology and uh, sorted out pretty quick. Well done. Pass. Yeah, it's a pass from mine too. I, I think he must have been sending those uh, notes to someone and he's, he's he's gone on Twitter and accidentally sent them to everyone. So he, <laughs> he would have been red-faced once he'd realised uh, that he, his notes were out for the public to see and he, he probably couldn't delete it fast enough and obviously he didn't because everyone <laughs> screenshotted it. Um, but the way he handled it, the way he posted a photo on it and uh, did a video on it and said, you know, this is what happened. I'm really sorry. I, I really see Nick Nat as one of the superstars of the game. I'm just trying to pump myself up. Couldn't have handled it any better. And for Nick Nat to give him a new phone after the game, yeah. I tell you what, that was fantastic. So they both handled it beautifully. And um, I honestly think Riley O'Brien probably had the better of him. If You, you know, Nick Nat had more hitouts, but Riley O'Brien had more possessions around the ground. So I don't know. It was it was pretty close. Um but yeah, it was it was it was handled well by both players. So pass and a very funny pass. I loved 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 every minute of. It. I did like the baller move of Nick Nat to give the phone out mm-hmm. after the game. That was uh, that was sensational. That was very swaggy. I I loved that, and it was had a real exclamation mark on the on, on the whole uh, whole situation. But uh, yeah, I'm with you, Sam. I don't 
really believe the full story, but it's a funny one. So we'll, so, so we'll, we'll roll with it. Um, can, I, can I jump in before you go to the next one? Because on his, uh, we interviewed him on 5AA after the game, straight after, and we said, hey, we, we saw you get the phone from Nick Nat. That's pretty cool. And he come out straight away and goes, yeah, well, uh, it's all good and well, but um, you know, Optus is our major sponsor at the Crows. They're already sorting me out with a phone. So he's now ended up with two phones. Oh, wow. <laughs> well played, Rob. <laughs> uh, who's Nick Nat? Uh, up against this week, maybe they should tweet. Uh, they need a t- TV or a couch or something. I don't know. Um, uh, next one. Uh, heard this. Uh, my uh, running mentor, Kane Corns, come up uh, he, he, with this uh, on the Sunday Footy Show. Uh, Nat Fife surfing while injured. Pass or fast? Oh, this has got a touch of the Ollie Wines. Um, Water skiing, doesn't it? Um, I don't really. Uh, don't, I, don't, I mean, he's injured, which is not good. Um, he probably should be doing everything he can to rest. So he, it probably is a farce. But at the same time, I mean, players are under enough duress as it is, and they probably need a small release. And if that's a release like golf is for a lot of players, um, I understand it's his hamstring, so there's a lot more duress on it surfing than anything else. But I mean, I. I don't want to whack players for just trying to get a little bit of relief in their life when they're already under heaps of pressure, traveling for months on end and things. So, look, I'm on the fence, but I'm just I'm going to pass it for now. No, it's a fast, complete fast. You can't say you're not injured and then go surfing and all of a sudden come out the next day or, or a week later and say, well, a matter of fact, I was yeah, I actually was a little bit injured. Looks like I'm probably not going to play. Um, you know, he's a professional athlete. You've got to be better than that. I think he's the leader of that footy club. He's got to lead by example. You know, you can't be surfing and when you've got a, a hamstring and about to miss a game. So, yeah, no, it's a, it's a farce. Big farce, uh, Fife. Come on, mate. You're the captain of my super coach team. You lift. <laughs> lift. No surfing. I, I don't care if you're on the Gold Coast. Maybe your next hub should be in Alice Springs where, where you can't surf. Seriously. The, no surfing, especially when you're injured. Fair dinkum. Anyway, uh, next one. Uh, Isaac Rankin will win the Rising Star. Pass or fast? Oh, this is another Kane Corns comic uh, comment, actually, and I think it's far too early. Does mm. do we, have we forgotten completely about this dude called Matt Rowell? Like he was pretty good in his first few games, and I get it. Rankin's got a few more games now ahead of him that he can play, unless he gets injured too. But I mean, there's some other players who are just as good in this competition that are young and, and ready to fire. I don't think it's. Uh, I think it's far too early. So fast for now. Yeah, fast for mine as well. We've still got ten over ten games to play, so we've still got miles away. We've still got more than uh, more than half the season ahead of us. So you know, it's way too early to tell. Matt Rowell potentially could come back in. So. Um, you know who knows, but I don't think uh, Rankin's played one good game, so I can't I can't see him winning the Rising Star just off one good game. Uh, big pass. Uh, Rao won't play for the rest of the year. You can rule him out. Um, Rankin's a star, and uh, he, he should have been number one in his draft. He's uh, he's sensational. He has Cyril Rioli written all over him. Sensational. You reckon he was him. better than Cautious? I think so. Hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah, he was a standout in the under-18s comp, like by a long shot. And I was, I think Jack Lacocha's had more potential and maybe key position um, strength going for him rather than um, what Lacocha, uh, sorry, what Rankin has is just the fact that he's another speedy midfielder and can play up forward fast sort of player with a bit of pressure. So uh, I think the key position bit, it was a bit like, uh, it was an extra strength for his name. Rankin was by far the best player, though. Oh, anyway, it wasn't um, wasn't Walsh number one 
during yes, that draft? Was. Yep. So you're saying that Rankin's better than Walsh? I would. Yes. Yep. Really? Yep. Yes. All right. Okay. Watch and see. Who will have the better career? We'll see. <laughs> Bet you that's I'm a, right. That's for season 15 of the press box. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kenny Hinckley in the middle of the Port Adelaide song. Pass or fast? Huge pass. I love that. I, you guys would have seen it live. How good was that to see Kenny in there? He was he was really getting into it. I don't know if he knew the song, though. He looked like he had no idea. <laughs> Surely he knew the words Surely. the song. I think, he was, I think he was just wrapped up in the moment. It was, it was a great moment. Uh, the, he almost – there was a bit of hesitation when he first walked in. He almost walked straight back out of the place and said, no, 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 no. In You're you in here now. You're going to get a Gatorade shower. You've got in here. So uh, it, was a, it was a wonderful moment and a wonderful pass, too. In our big pass, I love it. One of the highlights of the week uh, for mine. But uh, I think I think deep down Kenny wanted to be in the middle and he just went, oh, no, no, no. I think deep down he's like, oh, I wonder if they're going to push me in the middle. Uh, <laughs> here we go, here we go. And uh, loved it. He was, loved it, uh, Kenny. So uh, no, it's a big pass. Uh, last one, I think. We'll finish off with this. Basil Zemplis to run for Perth Mayor. <laughs> Pass or fast? <laughs> I think that we've been hearing about this sort of build-up for a little while. There's always just been the rumour here and there that Basil's going to end up going for mayor. Um, pass, I suppose. He's fully passionate about Perth. He loves it. He's on Brecky Radio over there. He's trying to. He's been doing a waffle footy there for a long time. He's he's extremely uh, passionate about the city of Perth. I'm sure I'm sure he'll do a great job. I, I wonder how his campaign's going to go. Hopefully not as bad as Kanye's is about to be. Um, but um, yeah, I'll, I'll pass for mine. Go. Good luck, Basil. Well, he's given up uh, daytime television or morning television to go and uh, run for mayor. I, I'm not sure that Baz was in touch with the common folk. Um, but, but in saying that, it's a pass. If he wants to go and be mayor, if he's passionate about where he lives and where he's from and about the community, then by all means, go and do that. So, uh, I, you know, I'll, uh, I'll be watching it with keen eyes. So it's a pass for me. A big pass. I love it. And clearly... Clearly, he's going to win. He have to be the most popular man. In yeah, Lancelot would have thought. Surely, there's only one man he could knock him off. It's probably Dennis Comedy. I would have thought. But wow. uh, yeah. imagine that. Mayor, imagine the- Dennis Comedy and, and Basil Zemplis <laughs> running from mayor in Perth together. Basil would be no chance. <laughs> it's got a real touch of um, uh, Jeff Kennett sort of going for premier and. And almost Sam Newman, he unsuccessfully was going to go for mayor during the footy show days late in the series. That was uh, mm. that was interesting. I wonder how well he'll go, Basil. I'm sure he'll go better than both of them. Yeah. Surely, yeah, surely that's a lay down Mazaire for, for Basil. Basil, the next mayor of Perth. Sensational. Love it. Can't wait. Can't wait to see his first speech. Oh, beautiful. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of Pass or Fast, but not the end of the show because usually we throw to the multi. Now, there's been some controversy over the weekend. <laughs> I've been shafted. That's what it. That, that, that's the controversy. Sacked. Sacked. Gone. You're Finished. out. You have been rubbish, Dale. Yeah, guess. Guess what? Guess what? I quit. <laughs> <laughs> You're giving up on Before us. Before we sack you. <laughs> The, 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 the multi is a farce. You are you have given us the worst multis for a good uh, the best part of a year and a half, and now it's time to move it on. So Jace, who decided to share a 10-leg multi with us on the weekend, it got mm-hmm. up, won us it some money, up. and then you won Not another only- one, another nine-leg multi another day over the weekend. You, it's time for you to come to the forefront and win us some bucks. 
Well, no, it, no, no pressure. No pressure. You, <laughs> you, your hand should be sweating big time. Now. No pressure. That this is recording. Once this turns into a no, fast, no it's going to be on. No, it, no, there was no pressure on the weekend when you tried to jump off the multi, and I said, <laughs> just, just. Get, it was the third quarter. It was. And I said, mate, just relax. We still got a quarter to go. He wanted out. Oh. <laughs> I jumped off too. It. I jumped off too because I had Dixon and Todd Marshall to kick goals, and to half time they didn't look like anywhere near getting the ball. And then, well, uh, I think, so I was just about jumping off too. I, I think we should post the multi that we did win. All right, sure. Because it, it was quite impressive. And geez, uh, um, spoiler alert: we were counting down Travis Boots' kicks in the last five minutes. <laughs> Far out. Yeah. <laughs> So close. There was one bit right at the end. He had the ball and he was running and he took a bounce. I'm like, stuff the bounce. <laughs> kick it. Kick it. <laughs> I, was yelling at the, I was yelling at the TV screen too. If he gets tackled, we're done. Oh, boy. All right. I can't, well, I can't, I can't wait to hear this, Malty. Well, it's not going to really be about possessions. It's just going to be about who's going to win this weekend, basically. Okay. Um, so I, I always had a rule that um, – that we wouldn't put a Thursday night game in. Scrap that. Good idea. We're gonna, we're gonna put the Thursday night game in. So I think <laughs> I think Collingwood Collingwood is gonna beat Geelong. All right. That's gonna happen. And then Essendon is gonna beat the Bulldogs. Mm. Got that one. The Suns are gonna beat the Swans. Oh, good. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang and on, that ranking will beat the Swans. Port Adelaide <laughs> will beat Carlton. Yes. And the Crows. No. We'll not win against St. Kilda. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I might throw a, a curveball, but I don't think the Crows will win. No, but you, you can't I actually that. think the Crows will win. Do you? I actually have a, I have a weird feeling they will too. Brett Ratton hasn't but, won a game outside of Victoria. Um, I think it was oh, this actually, year or I something. actually think they've value too. The but, Maldi, it's, they're paying three bucks. Oh, boy. Don't uh, do not do it. You, I said they were going to be zero let's into do it. Let's put them in. Let's oh, put Crows no, in. Yes. Let's put them in. It'll be huge. The payoff will be huge. <gasps> oh, shit. Well, if this pulls off, boys, uh, you've, uh, <laughs> Chase, you've certainly <laughs> solidified your spot as the multi-king. Back boys. me in, boys. Back me in. Like I said, like I said to Dale. On the weekend, back me in. Have some faith. <laughs> That'll bring us tw- tw- twenty-three dollars. Twenty-three dollar multi. That is beautiful. Few That's bucks all right. Well, laughing. it's going to fail at the last leg, but uh, nothing about. No, nothing it's like going to of- fail when the cats win. This one is going to fail. <laughs> <laughs> nothing like a bit of suspense right toward the end. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys, I think that means uh, it's about time to clock off. It's been an hour, and it's been great chatting, and good luck to those grand finalists in the bracket this week when we decide the best local oval in South Australia. It'll still be going by the time we have our uh, next episode, which will be uh, start of next week, and we should be able to have Fitzy on the show as well as a KI uh, represent, uh, which would be fantastic. Boys, have a great week. Mm-hmm. See you, boys. Enjoy the week.